News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook and welcome to the show. We're a nation with a debt problem. Many New Zealand borrowers have debt that's up to 12 times the amount they earn in a year. There is an argument that a certain amount of debt is a good thing. But banking bosses warn that ideally we shouldn't have debt of more than seven times what we earn in a year. So we're way over. It's so bad that just this month, Australia's Reserve Bank cast a worried eye over New Zealand debt levels. They declared our debt-to-income levels so bad, they were a risk not only to the New Zealand economy, but Australia's as well. Hush, Australia. Nobody likes the bearer of bad news. Anyway, we need to be clear about this. While I personally don't like any debt, not all of it is dumb. For instance, good luck paying cash for a university education. And hey, at least your student loan is interest-free. Getting a mortgage so you can invest in your own home is necessary for almost everyone. But there are reasons to be cautious as you still don't want a mortgage that's bigger than you can pay off. It's worth mentioning that the current crazy house prices are part of our nation's debt problem. So what exactly is the difference between a mortgage and setting up a loan to buy a car? Is there ever a good reason to get into debt? Newstalk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Hannah McQueen, financial personal trainer and founder of Enable Me. So can debt ever be a good idea? Yeah, I think if you're incurring debt to buy an asset that goes up in value at a rate faster than the cost of the debt, then yes, it makes that, that's a good investment as far as debt goes. And, and there is three types of debt. You know, you've got your good debt, which is what I've just alluded to. You've got your bad debt, which is going, the, the thing you've purchased is going down in value. And then you've got your neutral debt, which is the debt on something like your home, which it makes sense to possibly to have it, but it's not really an asset which is growing in value outside of where you're going to be living. When we talk about things like like bad debt, what strikes me there is car loans. I am seeing them advertised really aggressively right now. Would that be in the bad debt category? Uh, Yes. Um, I I guess with some of these things, there's a balance. Um, For example... uh, if you're self-employed, sometimes having a car loan, uh, you can make, there can be some tax benefits which might make it cheaper than buying a car outright. Or you can kind of, I guess, play it to your advantage. But normally with a car, um, my rule is if you can't afford to pay it in full within three years, then you're spending more than what you can actually afford. When it um, comes to a mortgage, because I think a lot of people see that as good debt and something that you need to have and I mean surely there's no other way to get a home for most people but is a mortgage necessarily good debt? Well, the mortgage on your home is is neutral debt. The mortgage on an investment property, that's good debt. Um, I think if you're looking at the the mortgage on your home, it's costing you interest, which you are incurring as opposed to paying rent. So those two kind of cross, I guess, offset each other. And any capital gain on that property is the win, except if you intend to live in a house for the rest of your life, you're not really realising that win, which is why we just call it neutral. It doesn't really gain you anything unless you're able to tap into that increase in capital and perhaps use that equity to buy a second property and that would be when you've turned neutral debt into positive debt. Interesting. So I have in the past just thought of all mortgages as 
a smart use of debt. But I have to say, particularly if I was in somewhere like Auckland right now, I would maybe think again. We've just seen this really dire warning come from the Reserve Bank of Australia Governor Philip Lowe, and he said debt in New Zealand is way too high, it's a risk even to Australia, and that the state of the housing markets, both here and in Australia, he's not happy about. Too many loans are still being made where the borrower has the skinniest of income buffers after interest payments. In some cases, lenders are assuming that people can live more frugally than in practice they can, and that's leaving the borrowers with very little buffer if things go wrong, as they sometimes do. And when we're seeing house prices go up so high. Does that add a further layer of risk to debt? Well, it means that you're borrowing more than what you might comfortably be able to afford realistically. So I think the majority, the the generation before ours, um, their borrowings might be three or four times their annual income, whereas now there's maybe 30% of people uh, where their borrowings are more than five times their income. And that's what you're seeing in Auckland is that the, the, the way you've got to stretch yourself is so much more than what previous generations have had to do. Then kind of sets this trigger that if interest rates do start to go up, then there are a lot of people who are going to get burnt. And and that's the problem, that some of these people who have stretched themselves are going to get burnt. When it comes to things like uh, credit card debt or a mortgage, and even, you know, if we look at interest-free student loans, what is the difference between how we should handle these type of debts? Well, Again, some of it's going to depend on whether you've got a mortgage or not. But credit cards, I mean, at the very least, they should be consolidated onto a low interest credit card. Uh, So that normally means you have to transfer the balance to another bank and you have six to 12 months to pay it off at a reduced interest rate. And that will at least save you hemorrhaging interest because the interest on uh, credit cards is it should be illegal. (laughs) So that's one way, I guess, of dealing it. And you need to tidy things up so you have a chance to pay off the debt. But the reason why a lot of people have incurred credit card debt is because they are overspending. They're spending more than what they earn. And they have to address that problem as well. It just happens that when you start to incur the credit card debt, then that makes your expenses higher again. So you're servicing that as well as your general outgoing. So I guess perhaps the most important thing is understanding, are you making financial progress? And if you have debt, some of the debts that you've alluded to, that suggests you're not. And you're never going to get ahead unless we address that. And that can be confronting for some people. And it might mean that they need to curb spending. It might mean they just need to do a few tweaks. Or it might mean they just need a goal and someone to help them achieve the goal. Because what we find in our day-to-day job is that in the absence of aiming for something, people just spend whatever's there. So we need to address that issue as to why you've got the credit card debt so that you don't uh, re-offend. <laughs> um, but if you do have credit card, you either consolidate it onto a low-interest credit card or if you've got a mortgage, you put it on the mortgage, which they call a mortgage top-up, when you increase your mortgage so you can clear your debts. But studies have shown in both insta- instances that if you consolidate debt or make it uh, almost take the pain of the debt away, you're more likely to reoffend with that debt, i.e. incur more debt in the future because you haven't actually addressed the problem, which is you're sinking <laughs> and we've got to do something about that. So that's probably on the credit cards and the personal loans what you need to do. With regards to your student loan, I mean, that would be an example of debt that I would say would be good debt because you're incurring it to increase the value of an asset and the value of the the asset in this case is yourself because you're training and you're educating yourself so you can position yourself to earn more income. 
So that would, I guess, typically fall into the good debt category. Uh, but there's an assumption there that you're going to get a job <laughs> at the end of it. Otherwise, hopefully, the, <laughs> the debt incurred is would be bad debt. <laughs> yes, and when you're dealing with things, the long-term debts, so things like your student loan um, or a mortgage, when you've got those, should you be considering investing as well or do you really need to focus on cutting those debts even the long-term ones first well it comes back to your plan and I think all those things that are suggested aren't or they're all good things it's just what's going to help you get ahead faster and in the absence of a plan then paying off the debt faster would make sense Uh, but if you can get your money working for you better I would possibly suggest investing in something else as opposed to paying more than the minimum on your student loan Mm, yes, certainly. I look at the student loan as something, while it's interest-free, I'm not going to pay anything more than the, the minimum uh, rate because now, please do correct me if this is a bad idea, I look at it as it's uh, not got interest on it. It's almost depreciating over time. Yeah, with, uh, with inflation time. and things. Yeah, Exactly. That is, is that the right approach? Uh, well, technically, that's the perfect approach. <laughs> but, oh, excellent. <laughs> but, it, but it has to be linked with, but if you're not channeling the money to paying off that debt, where is the money then going? And unless it's going towards a strategy, then what happens is most people just spend it. In which case, if you were just going to spend it or fritter it, it would have been better off reducing that, that debt. Mm, so you, you do one in you can't really do one in isolation. It's got to be part of a bigger plan to make sure that you're getting the benefit of your technically correct answer. <laughs> do you think that people put off looking at this sort of thing? Because I think particularly debt scares people, and they put it off, put it to the back of their mind. They don't really want to look at it and think that they certainly don't want to sit down and say, "I've got this debt, this debt, and this debt. What am I going to do about it?" I think a lot of people put off anything that's uncomfortable and I think with money, not necessarily debt for a lot of people that perhaps don't have the student loan but might have other debts or have a mortgage that they don't feel like they're making leeway on, it's so confronting because you think, oh well, usually <laughs> you're not aware of where you are fundamentally stuffing up and so you're like, well, where am I supposed to improve that? It's not like, for instance, if I am feeling, like from a health perspective, if I'm feeling a bit sluggish, I know it'll be because I'm eating too much sugar. You know, like I can put my finger on that straight away. Whereas with your finances, it's not normally one big area that's letting you down. It is the combination of a whole lot of little things that you're just not quite right on. And when they come together, they compound, <laughs> but in the wrong way, and it holds you back. And the people that I work with... Um, more commonly, they're, they're at the point where they they might have a good job, earning good income, but they're still failing to make the progress that they feel that they should be able to make. And then that's disheartening as well, because you've worked to this point where it's supposed to be easier, and it's not. <laughs> and if anything, the more money you earn, the harder it is to get ahead, which technically would, would be impossible, but it's not. <laughs> and I think that... you've for a lot of people, yes, it's confronting and it's challenging and people don't talk about it honestly or the, or the throwaway comment would be spend less than you earn. It's like, well, yeah, but that is so boring unless it's connected to getting something else somewhere, somewhere else. And I think we, there needs to be some honesty around it. All right. Well, that'll have to be it for this week. Thank you so much. That's Hannah McQueen from Enable Me. If you have questions about this episode or maybe something that was only talked about briefly that you'd like us to talk about some more, 
do get in touch. I'm on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist and Twitter at Francis Cook. Don't forget that's Francis with an E. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.